Hello and welcome to the Average Football Pod, the podcast for average football fans done in an average way. So I hope you enjoy. So um, we're going to talk about the fixtures coming up this weekend. Um, so some interesting football fixtures in the Premier League this weekend. So we're going to talk about them and also we've got some interesting games around Europe as well. So we'll talk about them at the end of the show. So if you're new, welcome. So this is a football podcast for average fans uh, done by an average person. So uh, what we tend to, well, sorry, I say we, I, what I tend to do is that we talk about the games that not a lot of the big football podcasts will talk about. So we are going to talk about what uh, Norwich Brighton, we're going to talk about Villa Wolves, we're going to have a little mention to Brentford Chelsea. Also, we'll talk about some of the big games as well going ahead. So we've got um, Leicester against Man United. And also, we're going to talk about uh, Newcastle Spurs as well going into the weekend. So that is what the podcast is about. So I hope you enjoy. So let's just go through um, some of the fixtures coming up this weekend. So the fixture list goes through as of Saturday. First game of the weekend is Watford against Liverpool. So we're going to be talking about that first because I always start off with the first game of the weekend. So the 12.30 kickoff is always the game that I always talk about first. Then we've got Southampton Leeds, which could be a very good game to look out for. Norwich Brighton, again, could be a 0-0, could be a 2-0, who knows. Leicester Burnley, expect goals. Uh, Leicester against Newca- uh, versus Man United. It should, this shouldn't be a 3 o'clock Saturday game, but there we go. This is what the fixture is all about, and this is why Champions League is so crucial. We've also got Villa events, Wolves, a nice mid... It, so, a Midlands derby, there we go, and... I don't know what area it is. I think it's East Midlands or whatever. Um, sorry, guys. Um, then you've got Brentford against Chelsea. A nice little London derby there. Um, and then that finishes Saturday switches. And on Sunday, you've got Everton versus West Ham. And then Newcastle against Spurs, which all eyes will be on that game, I feel, on Sunday. So all the media eyes and all the football public eyes will be on that game. On Monday, just to bring you down, you've got Arsenal against Palace, which doesn't seem like it's going to be a very good game on paper. It's Yeah, I'm, I will watch maybe the first half and then not pay attention to the rest of it. So, like I say, we're going to talk about the first game of the weekend. So, we'll talk about Watford against Liverpool. So, this seems on paper like a foregone conclusion that Liverpool will win this game. 2-3, maybe 4-0. Um, but, if we remember this fixture two years ago, Liverpool were going through a f- their form where they were just unbeaten, they weren't losing games at all. And then what they turned up to Watford, and Watford beat them 3-0 quite convincingly, and Klopp put his hands up and he had no real retort to that game. Liverpool just didn't shove up to that game, and Watford did. Could that happen again? Who knows? Also, Watford have got that new manager bounce happening, potentially. They need to win or get a draw. So, uh, they sacked... Isco Munez um, last weekend or last week in the international break, which I thought was really harsh because he hasn't done bad considering they've just been promoted. What is the guy supposed to do? Where do they feel Watford should be as well? I don't, I don't really understand it because they're they're sitting 16th in the table. You know, they're they're not bottom like Norwich or Southampton. You know, they're not struggling for wins like Southampton or anything like that. I just don't understand why you sack a manager who isn't doing massively badly. But then they get in Claudio Ranieri. 
he is a lovely manager lovely guy and and has only been treated well at one club i feel and that was at leicester and I, to this still now i still regard him as a leicester manager i don't regard him as any other manager but since then he's gone to roma sandoria he's gone all over the shop over the last since he been since he left leicester so um the passion's still there for him which is great to see and and also they've had the international break to show up the defense because i don't think many of them played internationally anyway so they have a good sort of uh organ they've had a good few days to get this match done well now liverpool have got some issues going into this game there's no fabinho he's not going to play and there's no no allison either they've both been sent to spain direct from brazil because brazil played friday morning uh, against uruguay and Klopp has sent them away to spain so they can get ready for the champions league game so Liverpool will, will be without Allison, so it'll be interesting to see as the goalkeeper will do against Watford. Um, I don't, and the boost for Liverpool is that Trent Alexander Arnold back and Diego Jota's back as well, so that's a big boost for Liverpool going into this game. Also, Mo Salah is probably the best player in, if not the world, if definitely in England at the moment, if not the world. So you expect him to really sort of rub his hands together with this Watford defence and you think that they will give him a torrid time. Same with Sadio Mane. He's performing really well and it just seems like the the top three now, I know they've taken, um, they've put Jotter in instead of, um, uh, I can't remember the striker's name, who plays with Liverpool with the teeth. He's in my head. I can't remember. I'm going to have to look at it because he doesn't score many goals. He's he's on top of my tongue at the moment, but he needs to get off that because that's not where he belongs. He belongs in the football field. Liverpool. Da, 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 da. I can't remember what his name is. I can't remember his name. It's going to really bug me. For me, no. I knew it came with an F. Oh, that's annoying. But there we go. By the way, this doesn't get edited, so this goes all out. Uh, so you'll be screaming at the podcast from Firmino, Firmino, come on, Craig, Firmino. So there we go. So, um, so it'd be interesting to see what Liverpool line up with this weekend because they've got a really tough fixture midweek um, playing Atletico Madrid. So um, yeah, it could be an interesting game. Twelfth day kickoff, so it could be good. It should be a good watch on BT Sport if you want to see that game. Now, moving on. We're going to talk about Norwich Brighton. Here we go. Big game. Big game. Now, Norwich last last game week. I hate game week. I hate saying words game week. But it stops with the same last week. Um, they got a really... They got a little draw against Burnley. So they have finally broken that. We don't have any points on the table ducked. Now, now could that be a boost for Norwich going into this game? Don't know. They haven't got many injury concerns, according to Farka, as I um, looked before we recorded this. So it looks like they're going to probably go into this game unchanged, um, which is good for Norwich, really, because they've had time to get things running and sort of prepare for this game against Brighton. But on the other hand, this is the different Brighton side for the last couple of years. Brighton have finally clicked. This is a team that has been clicking for the last few years, but just not being able to do it consistently. Now they have. 
Uh, Brighton got a fantastic 0-0 against Arsenal. I know saying the fantastic 0-0 was a bit weird saying that. But if you watch the game, Brighton were really good and had some really good chances in that game and could have come away with a win. And they will probably feel that they should have came away with a win. Um, Brighton have also got Basuma back in training, which is great for them. It'll give them a bit of a defensive boost. Um, and more pay is playing well. A slight blow is that Danny Welbeck is actually injured. So that's a bit of a blow for Brian because he's been performing really well the last few weeks for Brian. And it seems like he's just settling in. The, the problem with Danny Welbeck is he just can't keep fit enough. And if he stays fit, he's a, he is a fantastic European-level striker. But injuries have just flighted his whole career. And he's just been unlucky. He's a fantastic player. I love to met Man United. He's a, and... I'm sad to see him leave because he had such a um, fantastic youth career going into United and he showed glimpses of it, but he just never was able to keep consistently fit. Unfortunately, he just got let go by Van Gaal and it was just at the point that he left. But there we go. I'm rambling. Um, Let's just see how this match turns out. I'm... I, Norwich will feel like they're building on something with a nil-nil against Burnley and usually things like that does happen is that they just get a little bit of a draw and that builds on a little bit of confidence they didn't lose, they go into it going, oh, do you know what, we didn't lose so confidence is building gradually they will fancy their chances against Brighton um, and that being at home, the Norwich crowd will get behind him I'm there in a few weeks so um, I know what the Norwich fans are like when I've gone seeing them um, they will really get behind their side and hopefully that um, Norwich can give them a little win and that will really improve their season if Norwich can get a win because um, Norwich have got some tricky fixtures coming up if I remember rightly. I will double check as we go through. So, um, so excuse the cat if you can hear the cat. Uh, Norwich have got Chelsea Leeds coming up in the next couple of weeks and then finish against uh, Brentford before the international break again. So next four games are you're looking at that. They've got they've got games two games they're looking at going. We can get a win here. And they've got Chelsea away, which who knows what that could be like. It could be a really horrible time for them. So who knows? And then Brian as well. Brian will be looking at this game going. If we can get a win here, it improves us. It, it improves them where they are at the moment in terms of league. They'll keep them in the top eight, I think, at least for the week, for the weekend, which is fantastic for Brighton to be where they are. So Brighton are currently sitting sixth at the moment. A win here will put them on eight on seventeen points, and if we, you know fixtures go all their way, then they'll be top of the league. But I doubt it. But it, who knows? It could be a really they could be in the top four by the weekend, which would be fantastic for them. Okay, right, moving on. A Villa against Wolves. We've got a Midlands derby. The reverse fixture last year was really fiery and a really good game to watch. I think it finished 2 all. Very, very good game to watch. And it's unfortunate this game is at 3 o'clock because I think this is a very, very good game to watch. Um, both teams are really attacking. Um, both teams, and you know, look at Wolves' shots at the moment. They're... They're banging goal. They're not banging goals, but they're banging on the door to get a goal. So, Wolves are very, very attacking minded, which is fantastic for a fan's point of view. And Villa as well. Villa are coming out of a 
were going into the game against Spurs game on fantastic form, but they just lost. And I heard that hearing the, the browned up afterwards that they were unlucky to lose against Spurs um, last game week. So they'll go into this game looking really confident and going just put that game beside them. Wolves are are for the taking, they would think. And but Wolves will say if they play the way they do, they can score a goal against Villa. Um, a little bit of word warning, we'll talk about this as I go through the games as well, as I've said about the Liverpool games. Um, there are some international games that happened on Friday in South America. So some of the South American players are, either, as I speak right now, travelling back from their international uh, fixtures, so they might not feature in the, um, in the games this week. So which could mean that a lot of the sides could be a little bit ch- could be changed from their normal first choice. Um, I know Dean Smith has said that Martinez and uh, Douglas Luiz will be playing, will feature in the game against Wolves, which is a positive for Aston Villa fans. Wolves haven't gave any team news yet uh, at the time of recording this, so um, I don't know what Wolves' team is or what that could be going into the game this weekend. Um, Brilliage hasn't said anything, so um, it could be an interest. I don't know what the the idea will be, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm just checking Twitter to say oh, here we go. Uh, Brilliage confirms that uh, Trincao is only training at home after testing positive for COVID nineteen, so it doesn't look like they will be there in that side. For Wolves this weekend, so no Trincao by the looks of things. So there we go. Um, all right, we're going to move on. So that could be a good game. So check out our match of the day when it's on. Um, very good game. Right, uh, probably the game, the three o'clocks actually, is um, Leicester against Man United. Funny that this game's a three o'clock kickoff, but previous games have shown that this game's not exactly the most entertaining games going on. Um, usually one goal in it most of the time. Um, both teams are looking to kickstart their season again, really. Um, as a Man United fan, uh, to draw against Everton, lose against Villa, it's not what you really want if you're trying to challenge for the title. You need to win these games. But United's home away form is incredible. So United will go into this away from home looking quite confident. Um, Leicester just haven't started their season at all. The only person that has is Vardy. Vardy's scoring goals back to how he used to, even though he's never really dropped form at all. But Vardy is really on fire at the moment, and he's fantastic um, as a striker. And Pro Go Down is one of the best British strikers in the Premier League, which you know is incredible for him because he doesn't look like he's going to quit anytime soon either. He looks strong, fit. And just looks like he can go for a couple more years. So Leicester are really going to be hoping that he stays injury-free for the rest of the season. Um, the rumours are that they're going to start with Vardy and Ineacho up top, which um, which with Man United's defensive, central defensive issues going on, why wouldn't you? Because um, Maguire's out and so is Varane. Varane got a groin injury against Spain. And... Midweek, so he's out for this game. Doesn't look likely that he'll even be back for next weekend's fixtures either. Um, Maguire might be back, but who knows? Um, United got to be sort of 
taking what keeping an eye on the Champions League at the moment as well. Uh, they've got a tough game against Atalanta on Wednesday night at home. Um, so they need to make sure they're defensively solid. I think um, the slight positive is that Bay played and trained all week. Uh, Lindelof was away with Sweden, of course. Um, so defensively, they should be fine. Uh, Bay and Lindelof are world-class players anyway. You don't play for Maynard and not, you're not a good player. So let's hope that United can sort of keep defensively sound. But Leicester are thinking, they're licking their lips going, this is a United side with a, with a depleted defence and they could really go for it. Um, also, positively for uh, Leicester is Johnny Evans could be back in, inside for this weekend, which is what Snowtube needs. Um, he needs that little bit of solid solidarity next to him because Leicester have been slightly suspect at the back. Um, and conceding goals which they shouldn't be conceding. Uh, we watched the Palace game last game week, and there was goals that they shouldn't have conceded. But there we go. That's they both teams want to kick start the season again with a win. Wouldn't be surprised if it ends up as a one-all draw, and then there'll be more pressure on Solskjaer going into midweek. Because as a lot of the media pundit says, is that United win, then everything's great. United lose, it's catastrophe, and Solskjaer's out the door. So it shouldn't be the way. It should be Solskjaer's doing a good job at United at the moment. It's just the fact that they're just slightly inconsistent and they just need to be a bit more continued, consistent. But there we go. Um, anything else? Also, uh, oh, Rashford. Rashford's back in training for United, so he could be on the bench this weekend, which would be great for United and a nice little boost for him because um, he hasn't played since the Euros. Um so and he's had surgery on his shoulder so that's a great boost for him and United going into um, the Champions League and going into the next few weeks of fixtures because they have got some tough games coming up I think they've got Liverpool coming up soon and also they've got City as well so it is a little bit of a needed boost to have Rashford back here so Man United's next fixtures are Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs and Man City for the international break so they need all hands on deck at the moment so um, yeah it could be a good game it could be a good game and it will be a game to watch on Saturday night hopefully and so if I watch it if Man United win I won't watch it if it's a loss <laughs> so there we go okay right last game that I'm going to preview in the Premier League this weekend is Newcastle Spurs the only reason I'm previewing this game is because of what's happened with Newcastle this last week or so. Um, all eyes will be on this game. Um, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric because Newcastle fans will be happy that Mike Ashley is nowhere near the stadium and he's got nowhere near the boarding, the um, advertising boards or anything like that anymore. So that's fantastic for them. Um the issues with Steve Bruce is being a bit harsh, I feel, for me personally, um, is being a bit harsh uh, this week. Um, saying pretty much every day that Steve Bruce is going to get sacked, I feel it's just really harsh on a, on a man who just tries and does his best for the club and is a Newcastle fan at heart. And unfortunately, if he, he's got... He's not been given the players to work with and... Um, I think any manager would struggle with the side they've got at the moment. And I wish and I hope that he gets the money to spend in January. I hope he's able to spend the salary money and I hope he's able to bring in players that will change 
fans' perception of him, but I just don't think he'll be there by Christmas. Um, I feel really sorry for him because he doesn't deserve it. Um, and I think Newcastle fans need to treat him a little bit more respect as well for what he's doing to the club and what he's done with the club recently because um, he has done well and it shows in the point titles. It shows with his league positions. I have this discussion with a Newcastle fan that I'm friends with and he is of the opinion that Bruce needs to go and they need to get more of an attacking-minded coach. I get that. I understand that all, all fans want attacking-minded coaches. But um, before Ashley, there was no way that any manager would go near that job. Um, now that the Saudis come in, um, I do believe that they could get the manager they want. Um, don't think they'll get the manager they've been hoping for. I don't think like Contes will come in or anything like that. I think Eddie Howe probably will come in now. Um, it seems suited for him in a way. Um, I think Newcastle need to work on the training ground, like just work on developing that as well. Um, they need to put a whole new infrastructure in place at Newcastle, which will take time because Newcastle are pretty much 10 years behind all the other top six clubs currently going in with the Southeast now. So um, they just need to just have a little bit of a grounding and um, this might come at the weekend so um, could Spurs dent the party a little bit um, could the Newcastle players play above themselves this weekend uh, I know Anderson Maximum will probably be absolutely thriving at the chance of this game this weekend because the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric and also that gives a bit of a boost to the players with having more of a positive atmosphere around the ground fans are going to be really buoyed for the new owners, and they'll be really wanting their fans to do uh, the players to do well this weekend. So it's going to be a really tough game for Spurs. Um, now Harry Kane needs to come back into some form. Um, he's not showing it at the moment. He's just dipped form over the last few weeks. Um, he was what I heard. He was really bad for England midweek against Hungary, and he just needs a bit of a goal. Just needs a bit of a boost. Problem what Spurs have this weekend is what we talked about earlier is about South American qualifiers. They have a lot of South American um, influences in that side. And I know there's a lot of Argentinian and a couple of uh, Brazilians in that side. And they might not even be featuring this weekend. I think the lucky thing for Spurs is that the game is on Sunday. I think if it was on Saturday, then they wouldn't be featuring at all. Um, with them playing Sunday, it gives the players to get back today. They could rest for tomorrow and then play again on Sunday and be ready for the match um, against Newcastle. So who knows? But this is going to be a game that everyone's going to be watching just because of the new ownerships. Um, the atmosphere is going to be incredible. Newcastle fans will be really, really up for this game and it'll be a really tough game for Spurs this weekend. So um, expect a 1-0 or a 2-0 win for Newcastle. But if Spurs can keep their head and just play the game rather than the actual occasion then I think Spurs could come away with a win as well so a really really good game potentially on the cards another game that I haven't really discussed is Everton West Ham now this game is on Sunday um, it's going to be a really really good game to watch um, there's no Cavett-Lewin no Carlson for Everton Benitez has just said that in the last hour that they won't be playing but Everton's form is really good at the moment, and so is West Ham. So um, it's a nice little game to start Sunday off before the Newcastle game. So tune into that if you can on Sky Sports. And same with the Newcastle game, that's also on Sky Sports. 
So they're the roundup of the predictions this weekend. Um, if you're looking for goals, it'll be Man City. Man City will score five against Burnley at least this weekend. So if you want looking for goals and games with goals in it, that'll be the game with goals in it. And don't expect Man City to score a goal within the first five minutes. They tend to do that quite early on um, against Burnley. They love an early goal against Burnley. So um, it's just depending on what side Pep's going to put out. Who actually knows? Um, with Torres being out injured now for six weeks um, and Raheem Sterling making some interesting noises about um, potentially leaving Man City. So could he be Newcastle bound? Let's throw that little rumour out there. Um, I don't think he won't. He would never go Newcastle. Maybe if money's right. Um, but who knows? Why would you give up playing for Pep and Champions League and being dominant then? But who knows? Who cares? Right, games around Europe this weekend. There's some really, really. There's four interesting games this weekend. So I'm going to talk on Saturday. Um, Lazio versus Inter. Now the only reason I'm saying about this game is that you've got um, Sarri, the former Chelsea manager, um, doing really well for Lazio at the moment. Um, going under the radar a little bit in, uh, in Syria. Um, they are currently uh, sitting. Uh, where are they? They're currently sitting sixth in the table at the moment, and Inter sitting third. Now, the only re- the reason I'm bringing this game is because um, it's in Zaghi's small club, and um, he built Lazio up a little bit the last couple of years. He'll be a really, really good side, and um, playing the Champions League the last couple of seasons. Um, he's gone to Inter, and he's doing really well at Inter as well now. So. Uh, considering Inter have had all these problems in the summer uh, with financial problems but it's now looking quite positive for them uh, it could be a really really good game to watch it's going to be on BT Sport uh, you'll miss the first 15 minutes but it'll be on BT Sport the last 15, uh, the, after the first 15 minutes so um, tune into that if you want to see some uh, if you're not interested in the Brentford-Chelsea game the atmosphere could be very good there as well so um, definitely have a little look at that one uh, on Sunday, you've got uh, Bayer Leverkusen against Bayern Munich. Uh, it's first versus second in the league, in the Bundesliga. In that, um, it's going to be a really good game. Leverkusen are playing really, really well at the moment. Uh, really, really attacking. Um, their scoring goals were fun. The last few games, they lost their last game against Frankfurt, but this has been a 5 0, 3 1. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong side. Uh, so they've won 4 0, 4 0, 1 0, 3 1, 2 1, and they lost to Dortmund 4 3. But you can see they score goals. And uh, Bayern, they lost to Frankfurt last game 2 uh, 1. They're currently sitting top of the league. They're both on uh, 16 points each. Um, they've exactly got the same goals um, in terms of wins, draws, and losses. It's just Bayern has got a better goal difference at the moment. And also there's a little creeping of um, Bruce Dortmund in the background as well. They've got mites this weekend. So um, very, very attacking Dortmund side. Um, they love to score goals and they love to go for it now this this year. So um, if you can see the Dortmund game against Mainz as well, go to that. That's not a game that I was previewing, but um, it's a game that I heard mentioned on another podcast. So check that one out if you can. Two games on Sunday, around about the same time. You've got Juventus against Roma. Um, 
Mourinho will absolutely love this game because it's Juventus and he will want to stick it to Juventus because he hates the big sides when he's the underdog. So expect Roma to be really up for this game against Juventus um, on Sunday. Juventus are coming into some form now. They're looking like the old Juventus a little bit. So hopefully that'll be a really, really good game to watch. That'll be on BT Sport as well. So if you want to tune into some international uh, European matches and Sunday, Juventus Roma on BT Sport. Uh, a game that's going to be on La Liga TV, if you have that, I don't, um, is Barcelona versus Valencia. Uh, Barcelona are playing really well at the moment. They're on really good form, but there's always this dark cloud behind Ronald Koeman and their financial problems at the moment. So it's a weird dynamic with Barcelona because they look like on the pitch they're getting it right in the league, not in Champions League. But at the same time, they're going to have to sell these players to make up the deficit of the money that they're currently losing as well. But then Valencia are going through a whole real rebuilding process as well over the last couple of years. And it looks like that's coming into fruition now. So it looks like it's going to be a really, really good game. Also, um, Aguero has played a uh, behind-closed-doors-friendly Barcelona, so it looks like he could be getting his debut this weekend for Barcelona. So if you have got La Liga TV, check it out. It could be a really good game to um, watch and see. Um, and also, Barcelona need to take in mind that they've got Champions League this week and they really need to get a, a result in that. Or they're looking at Europa League this year, so they really need to focus their attentions on that a little bit. So that is it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that. So that is the Average Football Pod. Uh, again, if you want to email me about anything, then email me at, at theaveragefootballpod at gmail.com. And um, I'm happy to read your correspondence and see what you say and see what you think of the pod. Um, I hope you have a lovely weekend. Uh, enjoy the football. And I will see you and speak to you all next week. See you soon. Bye.